This is Waffle On Podcast. Hello and welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark Keller. And on this episode, we waffle on about the classic 1980s television series, The A-Team. You looking forward to this one? What am I doing? You're moving your hand in a strange direction. I am slightly, but I've got... Uh, we'll talk <laughs> Reservations? About yeah, we'll talk about it as we go on. Okay, can I just say it is like a Turkish steam no, bath in this room. Would you like to explain the reason why? Because my uh, fiancé thinks it's a good idea to iron when it's in the middle of summer. <laughs> yeah. And keep all the windows closed. <laughs> So uh, it's a good way to lose weight. Let's face it, you're, 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 it's you know, the you room I think I've ever felt in my life. The thing is, I probably <laughs> I, I need to lose a bit of weight. If you lose, <laughs> if you lose any more weight, you're going to be like a lumpa lumpa from the child in the chocolate factory. <laughs> uh, we have a shout out, Cal, and uh, this shout out goes to Nigel Bromley. Hello, Nigel. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Nigel. <laughs> um, so, Cal, I think I need to bring something up. As long as it's not your dinner. Easy then. Uh, let's mention the last episode of Waffle Arm, which of course was about Life of Brian. Now, we've had some great feedback, but what a surprise to find that a week after the show came out, BBC4 have announced a doco drama all about the controversy of the film. Now, this has been a common theme of our, like, of our podcast. Um, we seem to be ahead of the game, don't we? We do, indeed. We're professionals. I'm, sorry, I'm laughing, sorry, because the way you delivered that line there was very camp. I know, it's meant to be. It was like, <laughs> what's this with the arm? I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on, Kevin. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, we did the professionals, and a week later, they announced they're making a professionals film. Yeah. Then we talked about that, and then a week later, they're making a doc drama, and they not, are, they, are they making another 18 film? I think they probably will, mate. I think they will do, actually, yeah. Especially so, when they hear this podcast. <laughs> I mean, do, you, do you think that? Why aren't we being paid for this kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I don't know. Okay, so then, uh, let's go with the show. And Kel, what do we always do? Play the theme tune. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team.
theme tune there, written by Mike Post and Pete Carpenter. Mike Post's other compositions were the Rockford Files, Hunter, which I always... Uh, really Rockford Files is classic, but it's an yeah, the first time that. I ever remember seeing a, 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 a what's it called, a mansophone. Oh, yeah, the cassette deck. The the I wonder where you were going with that. No, no, no. I, I don't remember that being up in no. uh, You also did Doogie Howser MD and, of course, Magnum PI. Now, your th- your uh, thoughts on the A-Team theme tune. Well, yeah, again, it's just another uh, instant. It's a brand of its own. I think if people don't know the programme, they know the theme tune, don't they? Because mm. it's been used on so many adverts or bits in films or TV programmes, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just one of them ones that's... And also one of those theme tunes as well that all kids, uh, yeah. all kids are around. And uh, you can picture it exactly where it is on the credits in the. Uh, yeah. When you when you you can put it in your head, you know exactly where exactly what's where happening in that bit in the credit. You know, with the anyway, it's I have a sneaky fact for you. Already? Already? You know, I like to like to uh, uh, get you warmed up with the ice. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna put a different phrase in there. <laughs> I didn't think the words moist would be a. Would be <laughs> <right>. um, <laughs> uh, producer John Ashley is uncredited as the narrator for the opening sequence. I just assumed it was like uh, uh, an actor or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that is interesting. There you go. That's why I couldn't think of it. Right, apart from the obvious bit. Now, as usual, we like to play another tune associated with the season. Now, there is no other. Uh, songs in the 18 no, media no. apart from incidental yeah. crap music so what I thought we'd do is to play the 18 mix yeah. as featured in the TV series Spaced which of course we've already covered on what yeah, and if I get me wrong it's not a real song is it? it isn't no it was uh, it was a, uh, a just a remix done by Guy Pratt who, uh, who did it especially for the TV series and we've got a hold of it uh, which is quite cool and I always think of Mike doing his 18 dance Spaced. Now, um, so should we, should we get on with the, uh, the yeah, A-Team? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Yes, correct, on with it. Uh, the A-Team was created, created by Frank Lupo and Stephen J. Canal. Now, uh, Canal passed away in 2010. Would you like another fact? Pretty oh, you're lying, it's, you're lying I'm on the, My brain's so hot, I'm struggling to think about it. It is. I'll tell you what, it's like torture. It's like oh. Tinko. What's that doing, Tinko? <laughs> Tinko's back on now, isn't it? Yeah, they said back on. I've been watching it. I've been watching it. We're getting the spirit. I'll tell you what, I'm losing this weight, son. God, well, it's a good job. for you when you get back. Oh, dear. dear, dear. Uh, do, you, do you want these facts? Watch me, <laughs> yeah, watch me die. Um, Canal is the guy at the, remember at the end of the credits when the credits come up and you got the guy with the tight white and he flicks the page up and does that? Yeah, and it goes in like a... That's him. Yeah. Oh, where'd you get that from? Well, I'm, I'm hoping I'm right. Yeah, I'm hoping. Look, the, reason why, the only reason why I say this fact is because I saw a picture of him and he looks just like him. He might not be. Might you know, that is a made-up fact, but I like it. <laughs> it is a made-up fact. I think you I like don't, it. You don't listen to these well, facts. I pity the fool. <laughs> This is Jen, leaving a message for you and your Waffle On episode on A-Team, which totally rocks. Love your show. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, facts are now there were five series. Uh, only five, Carl. Only? You say that <laughs> as if that's not a lot, but that's an awful lot. It just maybe just seemed a lot. But, uh, but again, have you, can you say you saw five series of that? Probably have, yeah, but that was when it was first broadcast. But there was 98 episodes, one being an unbroadcast un- uh, episode. Uh, that was popped up later on. Uh, originally on NBC from January the 23rd, 1983, which is on a Super Bowl night, to March 8th, 1987. Now, when did we get that? We didn't get it in 83, did we? No, I think we got it around about 84, I Yeah, because we were... I was at junior, we were junior school. We were at junior school, yeah. We started senior school in 85. Yeah. So I think it was 84... Because I remember having... No, I remember somebody having the 18 band as a toy with the figures. Probably Alan Baxter who had everything. 
which little bastard. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got an email, so should we throw in an email straight away? Go on then. And uh, this is from Gabby Richards, who has this to say? Grace, you're doing the A-Team, a brilliant show. Every time I hear the theme music, it takes me back to the 1980s. Only one complaint, no. Only one. Only one. <laughs> Why didn't anyone die? Uh, wait till later in the podcast, my friend. God knows how many bullets fired, but no one hurt. The worst car crashes you've ever seen, and everyone just walks away shaking their heads a bit dazed. But okay. I even remember in one episode, a helicopter crashed into the side of a mountain. Everyone aboard crawled out. No cuts or bruises. It used to drive me nuts. Sorry to man, but come on. Love it really though, and every time faces a double take at the side on the only credits, I had the biggest grin on my face. Now, uh, now Gabby uh, there, Cal, has an interesting, th- interesting thing to say there about the uh, Cylon walking past. Well, it is an interesting <laughs> thing, man, because it's the biggest in joke. In TV history. It, it, it's got to be, you know, because at the time, I didn't, I've got to be honest, I didn't realise it at the time. Did you, I just didn't put two and two together when you were a kid. I didn't really think about it. I can't remember. Did you watch A Team before Battlestar Galactica? That's what I mean, I don't remember. I can't remember, I don't know the. Because, you know, I'm a massive Battlestar fan. I don't know. Well, Battlestar Galactica was 78, wasn't it? So, 79. I think we might have saw 18. We must have done because we would have been too long. We would have been... I mean, I started watching Doctor Who when I was six. So that was 79. Yeah. So, it means we would have been five. So, I don't think we would have would have really watched. So, I think we saw the 18. Yeah, and as well with me, I, I was such a Star Wars fan at the time that I, I wouldn't have watched that because I thought everything was a rip-off of Star Wars. Yes. Even that was a rip-off of Star Wars. But uh, that's the difference. That's a different podcast. But, I mean, uh, so, yeah, so I reckon... Yeah, I reckon I was saw Battlestar after that. Mm. So I didn't really, you know, he didn't particularly put two and two together. Yeah, and I suppose then when we saw Battlestar Galactica, it was sort of like, oh, look, there's that chap in the A-team, and then suddenly you see the sign on it, so yeah. it all clicks together, doesn't it? Mm. It is a nice little double take. It, it is, is a nice time to do it, I must admit. Um, so, okay, the premise of the A-team. The A-team revolves around four members of an elite commando unit that served notably in the Vietnam War. It's unclear to which US Army unit they belong to, but... A patch on the A-team leader's arm, which is, of course, Hannibal, indicates they belong to the 101st Airborne Division. The patch was later replaced by the 1st Air Cavalry Division, and on one occasion, Hannibal states they were in the 5th Special Forces Group. Cal, I said a few words there. Air, in an irony way. Why is that? Why am I being... Why am I saying air going... How? Because uh, it won't fly, B.A. So no, how... it's a big flaw of the show, isn't it? <laughs> how can he be in the air division if he's scared of flying? Yeah, that is a big flaw of the thing. And he was supposed to have been a chopper pilot, probably, as well. He would have been a chopper pilot. Yeah, well, you know... Well, B.A. weren't. B.A. was an engineering, wasn't he? Yeah, but he would have been out. He would have been flying around on choppers, wouldn't he? he wouldn't oh, yeah, well, I assume he were flying the chopper. No, no, it's, yeah. it, was, it would have been in a chopper, wouldn't mm. he? That's like all it was in thing. And do you know why it was called the A-Team? I do know, but I'm going to let you do it. Well, the item is a proper military mm. thing in the Vietnam. The Green Berets, who went in, had four men with them who went to kill, and they were called A-teams. Yep, and and the, the people back at the thing were called B-teams. Yeah, to support group. To support group, yeah. Because I, 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 I think it's really thing that the, 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 only real, the only real thing in it was the title. Yeah. The yeah. only really, the, you know, they were quite bad hombres, the A-teams were. And I think, yeah, they're called A-teams, the rest of it was completely made up because mm. no one was in Vietnam like that. Mm. Uh, now, during the Vietnam War, the A-Team were given orders by Colonel Morrison to rob the bank of Hanoi to help bring the war to an end. How on earth that was going to happen, I don't They, of course, succeeded in their mission, returned back to base four days later. Unfortunately for them, they discovered that Morrison had been murdered by the Viet Cong and his base destroyed, along with all the evidence that the mission was a direct order. 
Now, they were found, of course, with the loot, and they arrested and imprisoned at Ford Bragg, where they promptly escaped before standing trial. Now, was that ever shown? Was that in the pilot? Oh, you know what? I don't no, know. No, it's an interesting thing. I've always thought that. You talking that, now that's come back to me, that story. Of, mm. Oh, that's what it's all about, them trying to destabilise the country, to get rid of the money. But was it ever shown? It was never shown. I'm sure it weren't shown. And I, I don't think I've ever saw the pilot. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, the pilot is different. It is different, isn't it? Which I'll explain later on. But yeah, no, then, yeah, interesting. Interesting fact, actually. Mm. Now, if we had more comments in, then we'd probably be able to know. We've had three or four comments in, but no one mentions the pilot. No. That's bloody good, is it? Mm. Yeah, that's actually quite interesting. We've got to put that out there. If anyone knows, yeah, was that thought. ever shown? In all, because there's probably bigger AT fans than the out there. Like, you'd think I'd know that, because I wrote this script the other day, and I was actually looking at all the episodes, but because there's 98 of them, yeah, you don't really didn't go into detail. I can't imagine they went all the way through and never shown me, even they in a flashback. In a or, flashback. Or maybe it was... maybe the Because there was that one where you know, went back. Yeah, maybe the, maybe it's all done in flashback. There'd be loads of people now who are big in the AT team shouting at the... Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Well, shout at us and send us a Tell us what it is, and we can answer that thing. Hmm. Uh, now, of course, they, they do end up getting arrested and they, have, they, they escape. They go on the run and become mercenaries, but of course they are chased by the military police. In the first series, the military police were led by Colonel Francis Lynch, played by William Luckling. In the second series and first part of the fourth series, uh, they were promptly chased by the infamous Colonel Roderick Decker. Decker, in it, it's the one everyone remembers. Everyone remembers, yeah, played by Lance Legault. Uh, I hope I said his name right, and his aide captain, uh, Crane, played by Carl Frankie. Now, Lynch did pop up again in one episode in the third series. Colonel Briggs, played by Charles Napier, led the search, but, search, but later in the fourth series, the A-team were hunted by General Harlan Ball Fulbright, played by Jack King. Now, he would actually, um, now, uh, he would actually hire the A-team in the series four finale, in which Fulbright was killed, and thus, we can hereby kill the myth that no one died in the A-team. There is, the, uh, yeah, because I'm sure as well, there was an episode where he went back to Vietnam, where they went back to Vietnam, mm. and he killed... The sh- do you remember there was a, there was a Vietnamese well, bloke and he killed... That's to do with that episode, yeah, because what it's, they it was do, the most serious episode, yeah. there was a serious episode. In that gonna... episode, they actually blow up the base where that guy's hiding, and although you don't see them dead, no, no, but you there's know, no way they were You no know that he was... Stay, I, I yeah. remember at the time thinking, but the other someone died in it. There's a lot of people that are actually killed off-screen in the IT, and it's always quite mentioned that, oh, yeah, they killed so-and-so, they killed so-and-so, it's just that you never actually see it. The reason for that was that it was a lot of time in jokes, mm. and also it was because the fact that it was a television programme that was broadcast at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, well, over here it was 5.45, I think. Yeah, 5.45 or 5.15. Tea time. Yeah. We'd be having cops. Why is cops again? <laughs> yeah, cops on the last episode. Um, so, should we go talk about the main characters? Yeah, go on. Then. Okay, now, John Hannibal Smith, played by George Peppard. Now, Hannibal, apart from being the leader of the A-team, was, as he claims, <laughs> a master of disguise. Though, from the viewer's point of view, I have to say, I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, yeah. don't you? Well, he played play someone with grey hair. Yeah, or yeah, he'd have a moustache on, yeah. or, or a sombrero or something, yeah, yeah. and he'd be doing that really bad kind of, uh, yeah. you know, meeting the client. It was like Inspector Clouseau kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Where, you know, he was a master disguise, but all of us... Now, yeah. apart from being the leader of a mercenary, what else was Hannibal? Well, I could say what George Beppard was. No, no, no. no, no. We'll talk about George in a bit. Oh, good point, actually. Uh, that's a good point. What was his job? That's a good point. That's a good question. Yeah. Was he... No, he wasn't a stuntman. No. Close. Was he? He was a extra. He was an amateur extra uh, actor, but he'd only do parts um, when his face was hidden. Uh, these films oh, would yeah. be notable B films such as <laughs> Gator Vella, Kill Gator, and the infamous 
the Aquamaniac lols, and if you remember on the credits, he'd come out of the sea as a big crocodile and put his yeah. face down, and he'd be chomping on the cigar, uh, not under the sea. You no, know. do you really think somewhere it was on the run for the ministry to work in films? But that's the reason why he only did the one where his face was hidden. So basically, it's the old adage, where's the best place behind a tree? In a forest. But exactly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. He was full of philosophy today. I am, yeah. It's true. Uh, so, George Pippard, uh, he was born in Detroit, Michigan on October the 1st, 1928. He was married five times and appeared in such titles as Breakfast at T- Tiffany's, How the West Was Run, Operation Crossbow, Todd Book, Banatech. Uh, George passed away on May the 8th, 1994, from pneumonia, uh, shortly after completing the pilot episode for Matlock. Kel, uh, your thoughts, and I know you have a lot of them, on George Peppard. I, you know, like I said, he was my favourite character in the 18. Mm. Everyone goes on about BA, murder. Me, it was him. Mm. I always wanted to be him, I did, because I thought he had the brains, he had the calm, and I thought he is, and the way he was uh, cracking jokes with BA, and, oh, mm. you look, and then you hear the true story, what he was like. <laughs> yeah. And he was, I'll say this, he was a complete tosser, wasn't he, on that thing? He was, yes. He was a horrible bloke, wasn't he? He wouldn't even speak to him, would he? Well, he he um, he got on rather well with um, I think he got on well with Dirt Benedict, which I think everyone thinks probably goes with him. But he wasn't very nice to the the women uh, guest stars. You know that in, in the eighteen there was always kind of like a woman there. As Amy, well. yeah, Amy the, was the biggest. The official, and she official. turned round. He actually turned around and says, uh, "Welcome to the show. Uh, I don't like you, and neither does anybody else on this set." Um, which is not the nicest thing to turn around and say. And he goes, not being offensive to you, but this is a man show. There was loads of stories about him. I remember um, Dwight Schultz talking about that uh, he wouldn't speak to something. He'd send him notes because he yeah. wouldn't speak to him. Yeah. And he'd put notes under the door of like uh, Mr. T because yeah. he wouldn't speak to him. They did not get on at all. Because basically he was scared of him. That's what it was, wasn't he? That, I think he was a macho person, George yeah. Peppard. And I think it didn't work with Mr. T, did it? No, and also the fact that Mr. T was paid more than George Peppard. Well, he was the biggest star, I'm well, afraid. He was, yeah. well, he was the biggest... He just made... Uh, well, we'll talk about... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Bit, yeah, but yeah. No, you are. And I, think, I, remember, um, I remember George Peppard from, from Breakfast and Tiffany's, which, I, you know, it's not really nah, a film for us. A good, good film, but not a film for us. But also the... Um, I think it was Operation Crossbow, actually. Um, the war film. I'm sure that was a film where he actually detonates a load of, um, mm. um, like a plant and he gets killed in it. That's the one film I always remember him, loads mm. of my black and white war films. Uh, but yeah, I think, was, a, I think, I think he was, was he a bit of a boozer as well? He was an alcoholic. He was alcoholic, wasn't he? In the, up to the late 70s. Uh, and got himself probably the reason why he was making it. He did come across as really arrogant, though, didn't he? He did, yeah. I think it's, one of, it's a shame because it's one of those things where you, it's your childhood. Yeah, well... Another bit of childhood dream killer, Well, that's when it... Yet again, what I've talked about on many podcasts before, this is another one where you've got to put yourself back into what you are. Because yeah. if you just watched it now and you'd never saw it, you'd think, what the hell? Well, we have watched it, and this is the point. I mean, I remember the A-Team and loving it as a kid, going out, buying the toys, or buying yeah. the toys, and, or pretending to be in the A-Team. Yeah, yeah. I was always being murdered. Yeah. And... and But going back and watching it now, you know what? Out of those 98 episodes, every single one's the same. It's the same form. It, Scooby-Doo scenario, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Scooby-Doo, yeah. same storyline, everything. Remember, it's a kid. Oh, putting all these adventures. Well, there weren't <laughs> many adventures because even the A-Team, it was even set up the same every episode yeah. where they'd start off, hmm. then, they'd, then they'd win for a bit, then they'd get tied up in a shack, yeah, yeah. then they'd make the thing well, up, yeah, one then of they'd come out, then, yeah. then Mr. T would fight someone who was tough, 
Yeah. Then beat them up. <laughs> it was the same, it was but like, as a kid, you wanted formula. Yeah, yeah. you know that, and yeah, and that's what your most important thing is as a child is that There's nothing wrong with formula yeah. because you know what I know you're, but you know I think that, you know Doctor Who's quite is a very stuck to formula, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, because that's what people want, isn't it? Well, hold on, Star Trek was a. The original Star Trek original series is proper from formula, isn't it? The Invaders. Yeah. Well, I'm watching the Invaders. Well, every single one yeah, is exactly the same so. episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a good episode. Oh yeah, yeah, no good. Uh, Templeton Arthur Peck. Yeah, oh, yeah. Otherwise known as Face, played by Dirk Benedict. Now, this lady killer is a recognised war hero who, in the fifth series, actually finds out that he is Richard Bancroft, the son of a former presidential advisor and a convicted criminal. Oh. Apparently. Uh, AJ Bancroft. However, uh, Face only learns this from Murdoch after his father's death, and although Murdoch found out earlier, Bancroft made him promise not to tell Face, who of course is furious with Murdoch. They didn't tell him uh, sooner. Um, that's an unusual thing, though, because I didn't know much about it. No, that. no. And I there is all these I, backstories that we've know, never mentioned, didn't it? Well, the thing is, I remember the later episodes, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but I mean, I, I weren't really that keen on them because, it's just, you know, extra people came in. You know, it's a bit like with, with the equaliser when Edward Woodward fell ill and like Robert Mitchum popped up. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, some of the strange guys. They had his son as well, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His son come up as well, didn't they? Uh, no, in the pilot episode, Face was played by Tim Dunnigan, not by Dirk Benedict. So I've never saw the pilot. Um, and then you see, I even know this guy. Yeah, yeah. It's come back to me now. Yeah. I have saw the pilot. Yeah. I thought you would do it as soon as I said that. Yeah, no, that, that is just really spot, yeah. But and the, it's very, even the, everything's really different with it, it's a lot tougher. Yeah, but the reason why they replaced him is because the guy looked too, he looked too, he was too tall for a start, so Bob George Pepper had a word about that, yeah. and also the fact that he was too, too young, too young looking yeah. to play the part, so he was eventually replaced. Um, now, Dirk Benedict, um, we'll be seeing him in November. Ah, So we have to pop in a pop and Now, uh, Dirk the Benedict was Burke Dirk Neuerheiner. Have I said that now, right? Yeah. On March first, nineteen forty-five, in Helena, Montana, uh, he's appeared in Hawaii Five-O, Chopper One, Charlie's Angels, but it wasn't until he played Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica that it became a household name, uh, as we've mentioned earlier on. Of course, we saw. That's like that to go probably after or June, maybe even June. Might have been German. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the it's hard to be, your, your childhood memories are all jumbled up to how you want to mm. think the word. If you actually went back, it would probably be completely different. Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? If you actually go, go back, back and, and see what you're watching, what you're watching. Yeah, you're yeah. Watch. I love, yeah, I'd love this is you know this kind of thing that buddy Peter Kay does though. Then he keeps all his memories. Yeah, I'd love to have kept some of the. Um, I'd probably do still have some like old yeah, TV, times. You had, right, TV times. TV yeah. times, really, yeah. Now after the A team, Dirk appeared in a short on Hamlet, which apparently didn't go too well. Uh, he starred in Cahoots, which he wrote and directed, and in two thousand and seven he appeared in the UK edition of Celebrity. Big Brother, which really did uh, boost his popularity quite a bit. Well, he, got really, he got really famous, mm. didn't he? And mm. he, was Ill, he, was, he was ill, wasn't he? He went too well during that, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Now, in 2010, he played Lieutenant Columbo in an episode of Prescription to Murder on Broadway. Uh, Dirk also filmed the cameo part in the 2010 film of The A-Team, playing the uh, Penscalio prisoner along with Dwight Schultz. Now, I don't remember seeing him, and I was looking out for him. So mm. he must have been really in the background. Yeah. That. So I'm going to have to go back and uh, look. Now, um, Dirk was diagnosed with cancer back in 1975 and chose to partake in a macrobiotic diet, which is basically grain, vegetables, berries. And after hiding away, he actually got over the disease. And in a routine checkup, the doctor found the t- tumour had totally gone. He has sustained this macrobiotic diet ever since. Mm. Which to me sounds boring. <laughs> I, so. I don't think I could, I could live all my days eating grain and all that. Fair play, though, because, I mean, it probably saved me from having loads of... Um, Chemo and everything like that. Exactly, yeah. You think he dyes his hair? 
I think he. I, well, I think he does. Now, I, I always think he's an interesting character really, because if, if, when I think back of him, he was the character you'd least remember. Yeah. Whereas in the film, the new film yeah, is yeah. all about he's face. It's the, the one you remember. Isn't it? It's the yeah. one. It's all that starts off face. Yeah. yeah. Everything's about face. Where Liam Neeson, George Pepper, I don't know if we can talk this as goes on, he's put to the background. Mm. And Mr. T, the characters it's all about is Murdoch and Faze. And you remember Faze? He was the one that people, when they played it at school, who do you want to be? No one wanted to be Faze at the time. Yeah, because I think there's a certain egotistical... Even though you think about it now, you think you're the one all the ladies. Yeah, all the ladies. I don't want to be him. Yeah, the cool car. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, do, you yeah, think, do, you, do you think that's also, do you think that's also a bit of an ego thing? It's a bit like, uh, no, if you was playing Star Wars in the play game, I either wanted to be Han Solo or Darth Vader. I never wanted to be no. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. No, I was Boba Fett. There's always Boba Fett with me. I yeah. wanted to be Boba. I wanted to be Boba Fett or um, uh, Jabba the Hutt. No, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, a Good Morning Guard. <laughs> what about Ewok? Like... You'd be good, isn't he? Like, you're that height. F off. A Good Morning Guard. That's what I wanted to be. I love that. <laughs> oh, the big green thing. Yeah, they're wicked. They were. They're the best. They were the best. Figures, they were the best they? toys because those toys are dead on, didn't they? Yeah, and they're the ones that are still worth money. The only yeah. ones that are worth money. Because because they didn't we fall go apart. to these things, and there's loads of them everywhere now. They're not worth money. I'd love to have a good morning. Oh, that's a good morning guard. Yeah. yeah. Even though you think about it, look, Boba Fett, what did they do? Stand there. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know what annoys me slightly? That they're not in scale with the other figures. No, because no, right. no, in that they look like the really, but the little name actually yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, a bit like uh, Dwarfs and Lord of the Rings. So, so tell me about a Star Wars podcast, haven't we? Yeah, right. when, when, I get, when I get my anger back. Uh, now, the team's pilot and resident nutjob is uh, H.M. Howling Mad Murdoch Rankers Captain. So, he is actually the second highest ranked member of the A-team. Oh, yeah. Though, of course, Face would uh, actually take that role. Now, Murdoch was admitted to a psychiatric ward after the trial as he was deemed as, to quote, B.A. nuts. Uh, it's not known if he's actually ill due to post-traumatic stress or... He's generally a very good actor. He's classed as the best pilot in all the military teams. And Murdoch wears various T-shirts with the slogans on it. His A2 leather flight jacket has the words Da Nang 1970 on the back. And, of course, Murdoch is played by Dwight Schultz. So a quick shout-out to our friend Kerry Murdoch, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, now, Schultz was born William Dwight Schultz in Baltimore, Maryland, on the 24th of November 1947. And what other roles is he most well known for it's now? It's Barkley, isn't it? It's Rich Barkley, yeah, isn't it? No, he was one of the great characters in Star Trek. This is what made Next Generation the best Star Trek series ever. Oh, I I'm not so. arguing with anyone about that. It's, I totally agree. It's the fact, because it had the best characters. Like, mm-hmm. even in, towards the end, they were still bringing in, because he came in about the last two series. What was he? Uh, three series, Three series. He was in First Contact, wasn't he? He's just a brilliant character. He's just a brilliant character. I, I, I don't know what house he's been in now. Apart from Voyager. Oh yeah, he, uh, yeah. He was in Voyager because he was Voyager. the one who got in, got in touch with him. Didn't they? He was also he's done a lot, a lot, a lot of voice acting as well. And I'm sure actually he's played the Riddler in the last Batman cartoon. Yeah. Like and if you remember that program with Justin Lee Collins, I'll bring back the back, He was a lovely bloke as well. He was. He, he wanted to talk about it. Yeah, he loved talking about it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have gone up to George Pepper after he talked about it. Well, no, because he was dead. Yeah, and also, he looked, he, looked, he looked down on it anyway, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did a bit, yeah. Yeah, it was a good program. If, you, if anyone gets the chance to see it, it's oh, Justin Lee Collins. Oh, yeah. Justin Lee Collins. Um, he was the best one he did at that, wasn't it? Yeah, because he... Uh, the worst one, the Star Trek one, was he bad was terrible. It was Mainly because of that bit where Walter... Walter Kane, like, no, no uh, George Descartes. George Descartes didn't even, didn't even dress up. Yeah. He was just shaking about on the... Yeah, that <laughs> no, was terrible. That's like no, it was embarrassing. That's where that show got cancelled after yeah, that. Yeah, and not probably rightly so. So, the last one, the last of the main characters is, of course, Sergeant First Class Bosco Albert Varakas. 
uh, otherwise known as BA, or Bad Attitude, played by Mr. T. Now, BA is a genius mechanic. He can build and design anything. And even Hannibal says, to quote, uh, that he could actually make anything except the dinner. He has a trademark. Now, what's his trademark? What's one of his trademarks? Uh, in what? In, in, uh, uh, so, BA. And oh, Mr. T, actually, because it's... I'd say... Uh... What his catchphrases were not they? No, no, something that he what he looked like. Oh, his gold chains. They, they weigh they weigh between thirty and forty pounds. Yeah. And what else? Yeah, well, he's mohawk, isn't it? No, it's it... <laughs> it's not actually a mohawk. Would you like to know what it is? What is it? It's not a mohican. It's it? an African mandika. Yeah, I know it's Why not a mohican. I know it's yeah, not it's a mohican. Not a mohawk. Um, so which is which is that's a that, no, that's a good fact though. That, that is a good fact. I love hair facts, you know. And beards. <laughs> you better be got a good beard as well. Yeah. Uh, now he's always constantly telling Murdoch that he's a fool. But in fact, actually, Ba and Murdoch are very very close, especially in season two episode in which Murdoch gets uh, gets shot. Ba totally loves kids and he always sticks up for them. And he's also a bloody good fighter. Although he always tends to lose a little bit, yeah. and then he gets a crazy fool. And he loves his mother. <laughs> he loves his mother. No. I don't know, we'll go into that in a minute. <laughs> now, uh, B.A. was, as we mentioned, played by Mr. T, born Lawrence Turode on uh, May the 21st, probably said that wrong, May the 21st, 1952, in Chicago, Illinois. He's most well known nowadays, of course, as uh, doing sneakers adverts, mm-hmm. and being a born-again Christian, something that probably annoys Cal here, and this is going to annoy him even more now, as uh, Mr. T now states that B.A. stands for Born Again. It does not stand for Born Again. In saying that, uh, in the new film, he's born again, isn't he? And sickeningly so. No, that that is the biggest flaw of that man film, mm-hmm. isn't it? The BA cake that is terrible. Starts off as in his van, you think, this is it. Yeah, then the van gets crushed. Oh no. And then it gives up violence. Oh my god. Oh my. That's what's that all about? BA. We want violence. I hope, because I, I think they're doing another 18 film. Uh, yeah, but he kind of went bat and all, didn't he, at the end? It, just, he's got to be opening up a can of whoop-ass, hasn't he? <laughs> and that's what you wanted, didn't you? Even though I thought, when he's beating the shit out of people in that, he had all them gold things on. Yeah, no, 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 any marks on No, them. if you punch someone with a knuckle, <laughs> so, a gold knuckle rings, duster, yeah. are you going to break jaws? There's going to be some yeah. nose action going on. I know he gave up the gold chains, didn't he, towards you? He gave it up with uh, the uh, huge and terrible floods in, um, in New Orleans and stuff. Yeah, because he said he could. Right. How could you? How could you look at people's plight when yeah. I walk out with jewelry? And well done to him. Yeah. Now, Kelly, you mentioned something earlier on there about his mother. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. indeed, it, <laughs> this bit is it, this is true. <laughs> Gold, isn't well, it? Mr. T wrote, uh, well, no, he didn't write, well, I hope he didn't write, <laughs> uh, performed a song called Treat Your Mother Right. We're going to play two minutes of this. We're not going to play the whole lot. There's no way we'll put you through it. Here it is. Twelve, you couldn't be more than five. You're so fat, they have to jack you up to take off your shoes. Yeah, well, you're so skinny, your eyes are in single file. Well, you're so ugly, your ears stick out to get away from your face. Well, your mama is Hold so... Hold it, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't bring anyone mother into this. She ain't here. If it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. So remember, when you put down one mother, you put down mothers all over the world. Mother, so treat her right. 
Leonard Nimoy's Bilbo. Yeah, no, it's not as bad as that. I quite like that. I know I like Bilbo. Is it as good? Does uh, William Shatner do anything? Let's not. Let's not knock the shot. When it comes to his, he's got albums and albums. What do you think about that? I heard that. I heard that. um, um, What was it? The one that he did? uh, Common People in the Sky. Yeah, the Common People one. No, is it really bad? Done by Paul. Nice one. Look it up. Is it really bad? (laughs) Well, it's Shatner, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah as we say there's no way we're going to play the full version of that pile of crap so anyway uh, Mr T also played Clubber Lang in Rocky 3 and that was where we first heard him say I pity the fool he did Pip- no, yeah know. it's the classic thing yeah. where people think they've heard it in the IT. IT. I assumed it was the yeah, IT no. and you think Mike, Mike? it's in Rocky 3 where he turns around and says I don't dislike Rocky Balboa, uh, Rocky Balboa. I pity the fool yeah. and that's where he says it from uh, so no, it's no secret, as we mentioned, that George Pippard and uh, Mr. T did not get on. Uh, and, um, you know, it's a shame, really. But there you go, you know, two very dominant characters, yeah, two dominant people. Do you want to know, here's a bit of a shock for you. I was saying this to my girlfriend last week. I never liked B.A. No, I wasn't a great fan of B.A. I liked no, that. I, I, he was two, one, he was one note. Well, one dimensional character. Yeah, I, I want, I, you know, I like the more rounded character, and that's why I like George. That's why I like Hannibal because it was a more complicated cat. He had a lot to figure. Him, he just fixed cars and beat people up. Yeah. What he'd wait for the buddy. I'm getting no pain. No. And that was it. And that crazy was crazy fool. He's in. He's in real life. He's more interesting because you ever mentioned the fact that he was Muhammad Ali's bodyguard? Yeah, I know. Do you know that, that is impressive. And someone that tough needs a bodyguard. <laughs> that's a tough bodyguard. Yeah. And if that's on your, if that's on your CV. No wonder we got a job. Eh? Yeah. Uh, now, of course, season five of uh, the A Team took a totally radical change. Now, here's a report. I'll really say of uh, what they say about the fifth season. As the television ratings of the A-Team fell dramatically during the fourth season, the format was changed for the show's final season, which was 86 to 87, in a bid to win back viewers. Don't know how they thought this was going to work. Uh, after years on the run from the authorities, the A-Team were finally apprehended by the military General Hunt Stockwell, played by Robert Vaughan, proposes uh, them to work for him, whereupon he will arrange for their pardons upon the successful completion of several suicide-style missions in order to do so. The A-Team must first escape from their captivity with the help of new character, Frankie Dishpan Man Santana. The t- yeah, he was the guy with the, the gelled hair drawn back with the pony's hair. Do you remember, you remember him there? It's just sad. I think I'll start watching it. Boy. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, the team fake their deaths before the firing squad. The new status quo of the A-Team, no longer working for themselves, remained for the duration of the fifth season, and both Frankie Santana and Hunt Stockwell were added to the credits. 
The missions uh, the team had to perform in Season 5 were somewhat reminiscent of Mission Impossible and based more around political espionage than beating up local thugs and also uh, usually taking place in foreign countries. These challenges proved unsuccessful with viewers and ratings continuing to decline and only 13 episodes aired of the fifth season. It's like all things. When, when things are dying, they're dying, aren't they? You, mm. you, there's not much you can do when you're losing. Your, when you're losing, when the initial people have gone, you're not going to draw new people in because I wouldn't have been watching it anyway. No, no. And I think it, it happens loads, especially, you know, you know, I'm a big lover. Oh, I love American TV. I always stick up for mm -hmm. it. But they're especially on that where they throw everything in it towards yeah, the end. And Starsky and Nuts, wasn't it? Oh, I love Starsky and Nuts. And then they got rid of all the violence. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, any good, yeah. And there's loads of them like that, weren't there? You think of them, you can't ever, it's like I think of Airwolf. Mm. We talk about this, Airwolf, all these things. Yeah. Do you ever remember them finishing? No? Well, they're I'm just not, run, they're just not being on. I remember Airwolf losing the main character, and not Ernest Borgnine. Was it Ernest Borgnine? Yeah, it was Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. And it was somebody else who took over, and I thought, well, that doesn't work, does it? Um, according to the, 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 um, the information here they have, the, uh, the, spoke, the final episode was meant to have been the Grey Team, although it was skipped an episode um, because of it. The what team? The Grey Team. <laughs> uh, Hannibal was, uh, uh, after being misled by Stackwell, one too many times, tells him the team will no longer work for him, and at the end, the team discusses what they're going to do. After, uh, once they get their pardon, it is implied they will continue doing what they were doing best as the A-team. So it was kind of left over that they were still in LA it, fighting it, it crime. It was dead, but, you know. it's just, it They should have stopped it. They should have stopped it. Yeah, I think they should have. Yeah. Now, uh, there were some notable guest appearances in the A-team, and these were, and I'll read these out to you, Kelsey, if you uh, recognise any names. Wendy Fulton as Kelly Stevens. Now, actually, Wendy Fulton ended up marrying Dwight Schultz, and they're still married together. I remember the name, yeah. Uh, Boy George, as himself. Yeah, and you know, he was really bad hearing addict when he was doing that. Was I'd like to just uh, mention, we got a comment later on uh, from uh, Daniel and Laura Vieira, and uh, she wanted us to play a Bull George song, uh, Never Gonna Happen, uh, was it? No, <laughs> not on this podcast. Not on this podcast, not when I'm in charge. Uh, Isaac Hayes turned up as CJ Mack. I, like, I used to like Isaac Hayes mm. until he turned into a complete idiot towards yeah. the end, but he got into Scientology and wouldn't allow people to laugh at him. And he's a... Uh, yeah, and He's now, now brown bread, the, the irony of that, doing a song of um, chocolate salty balls. Uh, Hulk Hogan uh, turned up in Trouble with Harry and Body Slam. Apparently they wanted Hulk Hogan to turn up quite a few times because he was the only person who got on both with George Papad and Mr. T. Oh, interesting. So he was a nice, like... And, the, and they're both in... Rusty, Rocky, Rocky, uh, Rocky three together? Yeah, no, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a charity match, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch Rocky three now. Yeah, yeah. I have to tell that Rocky Bowler. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vic James turns up as well, playing himself. Slick Rick, I love it, James. David McCallum turns up as Ivan Tregorlin in the in the episode called The Say Uncle Affair. Now, McCallum guest stars as former associate of Robert Vaughan's character, General Stockwell. And, of course, we all know that them two turned up with uh, The Man from Uncle. That's interesting. I didn't know mm. all these things. But, but as a kid, you didn't care about all that. You just wanted to no, fight, no. and that was the... And The Man From U.N.C.L.E. would be a good podcast to do because we all know that the films were made from episodes. Yeah. And, uh, it, Actually, we've just done it. Con, there you go, that was it's the it. biggest con ever, oh, but yeah. amazing. But amazing of... how they got away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe Namath turned up in it as well. I don't know who that is. I think it's probably a make a football player. Uh, William Perry. Yeah, William Perry is. He's the refrigerator from uh, the Chicago Bears. Oh, the big, he's, the, he was the most famous... Uh, make a football player in America in Britain wasn't he yep he, yeah, turned up, he turned up the same episode as Hulk Hogan uh, Marky Post is up Pat Sajak Van White 
Uh, I don't know who these are. And Yafet Koto. Yafet Koto, he's wicked. He's the he's the um he's a really good uh, black actor. He's in Alien. He's the fir- in the first Alien. Oh. You know him. He's he's yes, amazing. Yes, 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 he's yes, in yes, also. Yes. You should know. Live and Let Die. <gasps> He's like, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he's a really good actor. You've really. just earned your payments for the next couple of waffle artists. Only you got paid. Only you got paid. Only you got paid. Uh, now, what other, what other things are important in the A-team? The van. Good man. Now, well, the that's, that's one of the most famous, the best character, wasn't it? When you were a kid, <laughs> that's, that was your light more than anything, wasn't oh, it? I love the van, especially with the cars, you know what I mean? Now, the A-team van is a G15, that's 15 ton, a GMC truck. Now, it was made in 1983, but bear in mind that they used quite a few vans, and some of these would have been older and just made up to look new. The registration of the van is uh, 2L83000 and 2E14859. When I came back from holiday in Devon the other day, I pulled up in the car park to get some well-earned coffee, mm-hmm. Turned around, you know what I part next to? What? Nineteen van. What? What do you reckon? It was a. It was some quantum emotion figure. It was someone. It was. It was someone's, but it was a GMC, and it was a. It was proper, a proper one. Yeah, I've got. I'll show you tomorrow. I've got it on, on the camera. So they must have imported that then, because you can't get them over here. Can you get them over mm, here? Yeah. Well, you can do. Yeah. I mean, you can buy them over here, uh, but you just do. Uh, some of the vans in the eighties were actually Ford vans, made to look like. And the Ford um, van was classic, wasn't Yeah, and all they did was spray. Ford Transit was an amazing van, weren't it? A lot of people get the colours wrong as well, including a lot of toy manufacturers. They just class it as black with the red stripe. It's not. It's actually metallic grey at the top. Is it? And black on. The I had my team van as a kid, yeah. and it was black. It was all black. And also the other constituency as well. Notice I'm not looking script, I just know this because I love my car. Yeah. Is um, some episodes had the sunroof on, some episodes didn't, and there's a really bad um, uh, uh, continuity fault oh. where you see face jump on the top, and there's no sun. No, uh, one of the enemies jump on the top, no sunroof, and then face pops out for the sunroof. <laughs> uh, you think you know you that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other vehicle was, of course, uh, was face's Corvette in 1984, yeah. which was made in 83. Uh, custom painted with the red stripe, which could be removed after the filming. <laughs> Why is that then? Oh, because it was it was someone, someone else's else car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, registration for that, in case anyone cares, is IHJG eight five one. That is some geeky fact, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, so we have some listener comments. Cal, should we play? Yeah, and all that you ever mentioned about the my favourite part of the eighteen was my favourite every episode. Well, I was going to ask you afterwards, but Binge you said that now. Go on. Was the bad eighteen? Oh, now you see, I was going to leave that after because I always said, go on, but they've been to mention the bad I love the bad I had the bad I had action figures. Yeah, yeah. I had oh, the bad Explain it. It was what only ever, I think it's the most famous episode ever, mm. I do. If you ask most people, they remember, oh, do you know the time when there was the bad I team? It was a very weird thing where there was, I don't know who they were, they were like con men, weren't they? Mm. And they were driving around the same areas. Yeah, in not, in not the I team In van, not the I team van. But there's a, there was a, there was a mad one, weren't there? Yeah, there was yeah. a BA one, yeah. and uh, there was a, you know, it was a, a face of a, I think it was. And um, basically, you just wanted them all the way through. Come on, get to the rumble yeah, at the end. Get to the rumble the two the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all it and was. No, really. And he didn't let us down. And he it? didn't let us down. But it was one of them. Do you remember? He knocked him through <laughs> them yeah. thingy doors that were like in the world oh, west the, doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they yeah. call them doors? Anyway, then he knocked him through them. <laughs> I, I just remember that episode really. And they were so popular that they bought out action figures of them. Yeah. Only when they were in one but episode. I, I actually watched that episode not long ago, you know, and it's terrible. Is it really? Yeah, because they look, they look really, they almost look like Hannibal's got a bad wig on or something, and he looks nothing like him. He's just chomping a cigar going. Yeah, it's just a really fun. Episode, we haven't mentioned either the famous quote of Hannibal I love it when a plan goes together yeah yeah. and uh, and he's got the jazz which I never quite understood he's on the jazz which must mean he's either pumped or high or we're getting ready <laughs> for it something like that huh? I don't like saying that word no that's not, that, that, I don't remember that one in me so let's have some comments the first one from Phil Hayes 
Hi, Meds. Hi, Cal. Hope you're well. It's Phil here from Missing Hen. I've just got two things to say about the A-Team, and both of them actually relate to the opening titles. Wouldn't want you to think that I haven't watched any more than the opening titles, but it's just the opening titles are quite good. Uh, one is the bit when Dirk Benedict is standing there in the Cylon walks past. I love that bit. It's really metatextual and also quite funny. And the second one is, is really a bit of a confession. Near the end of the title sequence, when they say that they've gone into hiding in the Los Angeles underground, um, as a child, I thought that Los Angeles had an underground railway system and that's where they were hiding kind of behind the ticket booths or down by the barrier or something like that Mr. T kind of you know stuck away down there um, and of course now I'm a grown up I know that Los Angeles actually has no public transport whatsoever bye bye Phil there he was uh, on our Doctor Who episode uh, next one uh, we have from one of our American listeners Brian Dunn greetings Meds and Kel how are you, lads? It's Brian. I am sending you a message here from a blazing hot Phoenix, Arizona, where it is currently 110 degrees Fahrenheit outside. To put that into Celsius for your international listeners, that is bloody hot. So I'm inside in my little quiet closet in order to make this recording because the wife's outside being noisy with the dogs. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, because I've never sent audio into your show, I really do love your show and... Last week's Life of Brian was an inspired podcast, and I mentioned to Meds that I made the error of listening to that podcast while I was out on a bicycle training ride, and that was a huge mistake because I was laughing so hard I couldn't barely get down the road. It was just inspired and brilliant. An amazing movie, an amazing film, just so, and I agree, probably one of the funniest movies of all time. So thank you so much for doing that, and uh, keep up the great work and uh, some of the retrospectives. Uh, maybe even do uh, Meaning of Life at some point, because that certainly is a different kind of Python film, but uh, where the sarcasm is a lot heavier than the comedy, but it's uh, definitely worth a look. But for today, you guys are talking about the A-Team. Dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. Let me tell you something. 1983, I was all about the A-Team. I wanted to watch the A-Team not just because it was a, an exciting, fun adventure show, but because it had my hero, Dirk Benedict, from Battlestar Galactica on it. And anything that Dirk Benedict did, I wanted to watch. I was, I was such a huge fan of the original Starbuck and uh, was psyched to see him there. Also having Mr. T just coming off of the success of Rocky and uh, George Pappard, who I knew pretty well from all of the, uh, the World War II and action movies that he had done during the 70s and 60s. So I made the A-Team weekly viewing, um, especially in 83 and 84 when I was a little younger. Um, I never really caught on how, how kind of silly and campy it was because I think I was just at that right age. I was, I don't know, maybe I was 13 or 14. Um, I never even noticed that nobody ever got shot. Uh, I always thought it was cool how they would come up with these incredible plans in order to sort of save the day and uh, um, the, the classic uh, George Papard line of he loves it when a plan comes together. Yeah, I, I was just loved the A-Team. I thought it was just, just a blast. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what you guys have to say about it when you guys did the uh, retrospective on uh, Magnum P.I., another all-time classic favorite show of mine. Uh, I learned quite a bit about the, uh, the show, the production of the show that I didn't know before. So looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about the A-Team. Um, and maybe even, uh, I don't know if you were going to make a few comments about the film that came out last year, which I thought was pretty good. Um, it was, it was fun. Jamie and I watched it together and she actually enjoyed it. So, uh, I don't think it was that, I don't think it was as great as some people think it was, but, uh, it did have its moments and it was, it was in the right spirit, I think, of the, uh, of the television show. So 
Hope you guys are well. Looking forward to hearing the podcast. And uh, as I like to say on the Trex and Sci-Fi Forum, and when I send this stuff into Rico, live long and prosper, my man. Take care. Bye. Bye, Nick. Cal. Normally does these uh, recordings uh, half naked. Uh, if you come in this house, you, that's the best. That's the norm. <laughs> the best way. Well, to boy, boy does all all depends what half. <laughs> he's a topper. I've seen. He does <laughs> a lot. Of video, he does a lot of video posting half naked as well. Fair play, Jim. He's got. At least he's keeping the right he's half a, naked. <laughs> if he's wearing a shirt and he's on the below, you'd be worried about the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully, Brian will be riding his bike because he does a lot of uh, you know all these like um, you know mad races and all that kind of stuff. You know, oh. like Iron Man stuff. Oh, uh, brilliant! If he's listening to that now, uh, so we've got a bike. fan who actually goes outside the house. He's a he's a Matt. Look, I mean, should sit there with your with your Action yeah, Jackson yeah. pump Adidas shirt. Yeah. You don't do any of that. No, no, no. Sit there, lazy no, 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 no. Just, no. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, our next one uh, is from Daniel and Laura Vieira. Hello, gentlemen. Daniel here, um, and with me I've got my wife Laura. Hi. Right, you're doing the A team. So, oh, what can I say about the A team? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. <laughs> Well, what do you know? You're, you're, you're too young for it, aren't you? I used to watch the 18 when I was a child. I had 18 bed covers. Did you? Yes. Not your brother. You had them. We both had them. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> they were unofficial ones, but we, we still had them. Okay, but then wasn't the, didn't the 18 come out in 1983, I believe? You'd have been very young. Yeah, but I think um, when I was growing up, I think probably the reruns were shown on Saturday Afternoon TV. Oh, so you're not you're not so, you're not one of the original crowd like me, which oh, watched it from the beginning. Check you out. <laughs> I used to love the A Team. It was the A Team and Knight Rider that sort of come out around the same time. And they were totally different, but I mean, um, I used to love the A Team. I had posters on the wall and everything like that. Um, what did I like about the A Team? It was fun. It was mm. it was um, a lot of adventure. Um, but good clean fun yeah well nobody ever got killed no. <laughs> nobody ever got shot Shot. well one person got shot once and I remember yeah. that yeah and that was Murdoch there was an episode really? it was a whole episode about Murdoch getting shot and, it, and that's why you remember that. it's such a poignant moment because um, that's the only time somebody actually got shot and I'm, I'm sure I'm remembering this right but I'm sure Murdoch got shot but um, it's been a while since I've seen it <laughs> I think my, my most memorable moment was when Boy George was in it Oh yeah, uh, I, I don't actually. I don't know if I remember that episode originally, oh, I but I remember seeing it. I can't clips remember of it what happened. And how it, how bad he was in it. Oh uh, yeah, a, <laughs> his acting skills leave a lot to be desired. To be, I don't. I don't remember much, but I just remember him singing "Come a Chameleon" at the end. Yeah, and, it was. It was being amazing. It's basically a commercial for 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 his his album. I think at the Probably. time. Um, it wasn't their best work. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, what did I like about the A Team? What else did I like? Um, they had the uh, the MacGyver moments in there. Uh, well, did they come before MacGyver or, or after MacGyver? That's quite interesting because they've got this. They've always got the section where they get stuck in a in a barn somewhere with uh, a bit of sticky tape and a couple of sticks, and they manage to put loads of weapons on the van or do some or or do something um, cre- create some sort of machine out of something. Do you remember that, was that bit? Amazing. But it's very MacGyverish, so did they I did don't they nick that MacGyver. off did they nick that off MacGyver? They must have done I think MacGyver must have been older. I don't know. Um, either way it was good. Um, BA, what can you say? Oh well all the characters really go through oh, them. Murdoch was the best. Murdoch was probably the best and he you know he, he went on and Went on the next Star Trek Next Generation. Did, did really he? Well in that. Yeah, he was a 
he was a sort of semi guest star in there. Not I Murdoch, but that. Dwight Schultz. Um, but all the characters are great. They were larger than life. You know, mm-hmm. you had um, obviously you had um, you had Murdoch, you had BA, you had Face, and you had what was what was the leader's name? I've forgotten. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> How did we forget Hannibal? Oh <laughs> uh, dear, dear. Um, and they were all very larger than life. Um, but like I said, it was good, clean fun, and I think. It was it was sort of different for the time. It was sort of like an almost, you know, and it wasn't a kids' show necessarily, but it was an almost adult sort of a lot of adult themes and very moral sort of moral mm. stories. That was the best, I think that was the, one of the really good things about it that it was good always triumphed. Yeah, it was very sort of mor- moral stories, yeah. uh, and a bit like Knight Rider was a bit like that. You had sort of moral stories, but I don't it, remember Knight Rider so much. But um, you know, like I said, nobody ever really got hurt. The good guys always won, and um, pretty much. And um, and you had the funny moments. The funny moments. There was always those. Yeah. Being scared f- to fly and having to. Yeah. Be I'm not going to do the impression, but yeah. <laughs> I've um, been the fool. <laughs> you might want me to cut that bit. Out. <laughs> no, that's funny. that's from Rocky, anyway. He did that in eighteen. No, he didn't. I don't think he did. Okay. B.A. and Rocky was amazing. No, we're not talking about Rocky. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, the characters. I think my favourite probably was Murdoch because he was, he was just a great. Dwight Schultz is a fantastic actor. Um, but you know, um, B.A. was B.A. I don't think um, I don't think uh, he was much of a. Mr. T was much of a, an actor, apart from he was acting as himself yeah, really more of the time, and it was great. He's been in lots of things recently, and he's just the same person. Yeah, he's just, he's just him, isn't he? Mm. Um, and obviously, um, you've got um, Dirk Benedict, obviously, who, who was in another one of my favourite shows, Battlestar Galactica. And there was a, there was a moment in the... They had like a Cylon in, in the A-Team, do you remember that bit? What? They went on to the. It was. It's in the credits. They went on to. Uh, I think it was a. What well, I can't remember. It was a, a film set, and he the, and there was a Cylon, and he sort of gave it a nod. It was quite a little homage to Battlestar Galactica. It was quite nice. So anyway, we're rambling on. I know it's the podcast is called Waffle On, but you don't want us to fill the whole podcast. Do you want to talk a bit about the recent film? Oh, I'm sure they'll mention the recent film, but I don't know if it, we're going to cover that. Um, you quite liked it, didn't you? I thought it was okay. Mm. I think we'll leave it there with that. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was different. Uh, obviously, they they, they modernised it a little bit and everything. It was okay. But they did it quite cleverly, I yeah. thought. Yeah, you can't beat the, the original, though, I think. No. It was a lot better. I know what you mean, but I think... Is there anything else you want to add to? What about this, the theme tune? Was oh, the theme tune. Theme oh, that reminds me. Um, Med, you said you were going to play... Uh, a mystery song at the end of the podcast. I'm, I'm sort of hoping it isn't the the, the dodgy, uh, unofficial remix of the theme tune because I bet that's it's calm that's terrible. Then. No, it won't be comic. <laughs> anyway, we best go because we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going for too long. So, um, looking forward to hearing what you think your thoughts are, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. See you later. Thank you. Bye. No boy George, but a great Mr. T impression there, I think. Oh, right, yeah, really good. There we go. So, thank you for the comments. Now then, Cal, I have some trivia for you. Would you like some trivia? Go on then, trigger okay. me out. 
James Coburn was considered for the role of Hannibal Smith. I, I know why that was because I actually was cool. Andy was uh, what was that? Uh, Amman Flint wasn't yeah. he? Same kind of thing, wasn't he? And it? also, when you think of him in Hudson Hawk, he's very much like a Hannibal Smith yeah. character. Yeah, well, actually, unfortunately, actually, it would have been because he was cool a bloke as well. James Coburn was a cool bloke. Unfortunately, he was sort of quite ill with arthritis at that point. He had like, really terrible arthritis. Terrible arthritis, arthritis yeah. um, there was some talk about the an A team reunion and a TV movie where the A team was given a full pardon uh, after George Peppard died, but the idea was then dropped. The the one thing you don't want to see is they would have been a bit old for it as well, and there's nothing worse mm. than when the people get too old and can't. That was like. That was towards the end of uh, Next Generation, was like that, weren't it? Yeah. Throughout the films again, really creaky, weren't they? Yeah, it's like, they're not going to be doing it yeah. anymore. Uh, most of the episodes were filmed five weeks before they aired. That's a big, that's a quick turnaround time, yeah, that is, isn't it? Uh, here's some uh, uh, foreign version of the name. The Spanish version of the series has two significant changes with the characters' names. Face is called Phoenix, and B.A. Baracus is known as M.A. Uh, in the Italian version, Face is called Spurla, which means Facelap. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and B is known as PE or Pessimo Elemento, uh, which, is, which is terrible element. Huh? Yeah, no, that's weird, isn't it? Uh, almost every single episode involved a cast on that was uh, in ridiculous crash landing. This was a nod by the producers to say that this is only make believe. Yeah, it was very much like that. Uh, here's our thing about people dying. Uh, during the entire series, five people died on screen. They include, again, uh, Bull Fullback, who we mentioned, who got shot in the back by a hostile during an operation working together with the A-Team. And the deaths of at least three more characters were left ambiguous. Yeah. B.A.'s nickname is Scooter. Isn't it? Yeah. That, when that, was he ever called Scooter? Well, well, this was revealed in a 1983 episode, at least with an option to, uh, to die, uh, when B.A.'s mother, played by Della Reese, uh, told everyone that that was his childhood nickname. Oh, <laughs> in his autobiography, Hulk Hogan turned around and says that uh, he was the only person who got on well with George Peppard and Mr. T, but he was unable to commit to any more filming because of his WWF work. I'm interesting. See, I haven't really talked about what most lads watched it for. Was fighting? No, more than fighting. No, more than that. Mm. It was Good. the making of mad vehicles weapons. and weapons. This was the thing that got me. You think this is... And it, they took us MacGyver, think, MacGyver yeah, took yeah. it on as well. Mm. It was a big thing of that at the time, wasn't it? Because it was amazing. You think, they can make all these things. And you think, what, what would you like for men who've got, who are engineers <laughs> yeah. into a tool shed yeah, yeah, yeah. with, this happened to be, an old chassis of a car. And a, well, and a welding mask. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what always gets me going. Oh, so I remember the one where they didn't have missiles who were firing corn on the cops out of a... <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Do you remember it? Oh, it's the one I remember that firing corn on yeah, the cops. These, these drug barons were beaten by corn on the cops. Yeah, but it was every remember. episode. There was, I think, he saw went towards them and they couldn't make stuff. No, because he was getting, he was getting like, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, as you said earlier on, uh, that we we do look upon the A team as. As a, you know, he's a good bit of fun. He's a nice bit of fun from the it's 80s that we never told us. It's not classic. But, uh, but yeah, it's not classic now. And he does age severely. But then again, you know, doesn't everything, to, apart from, apart from TV programs, as we mentioned before, like MASH, like Blackadder, or any, Tinkery and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, TNG specials and age. Because they're either set in the future, and realistically in the yeah, future, yeah. or in the past. And if it's in the past, you know, now the, like, now the, the mistake that people make, I think, with uh, especially with science fiction programs, always make your science fiction program so it's going to be way out in the future, 2,400. Well, like not, not like the Space 1999. <laughs> <laughs> no, far, oh, no, 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 no,
Yeah, Blade Runner's like round about now, isn't 13 it? 13 years' time, that's yeah. right. Or 8 years' time. <laughs> well, so it's, it's, you know, it's Red Dwarf's miles off, isn't it? Red Dwarf's miles off, yeah. Yeah, yeah Space 1999. Like, that, that was miles off, yeah, that was another. Yeah. That was the most ridiculous story ever, wasn't it? The, the, they got lost on the moon. On the moon. The moon got blew so, out, like it does. Not that big, is it? Yeah, but the way there was, the moon had gone flying off. Yeah. There'd be no consequences <laughs> no, to the Earth. No. Nothing happened. The Earth would be fine. Yeah, only, only made the toys and that. Yeah, he'd only control yeah, the sea. Oh, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. Bye. Let's yeah, not worry about it. We'll worry about Martin Lando and his crappy acting. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we're not going to really mention the film. I, you know, I quite like it. I enjoyed it, but there was serious flaws. Like we said, we talked about the flaw with BA. Yeah. The ending was way too complicated. There was no oh, need for it to go all that. There was all mad stuff swinging yeah. about. And, and the tank. The tank in the parachute. You don't like that tank bit, do you? Oh, well, no, because look. It's ridiculous. Apart from, apart from what we joked about earlier on and what Gary Turman said, the fact that people would be, you know, a helicopter would crash and people would call out. The thing is, that has happened where people have crashed oh, and water. I'm sorry, but nowhere on this earth, if a, if a tank is falling through the sky, one, a parachute wouldn't be out, only one parachute wouldn't be out of the hold it up. You can't direct a tank by shooting bloody missiles out of it. It doesn't work like that. No. Gravity in the, no, no, and the point is, well, tanks are stable. The yeah. design, so when it does fall, it doesn't move. Yeah. That's the point, so you know where you are. So you're yeah. all over the bloody place. Yeah, like it, but there was some, bl- the Murdoch was brilliant in it. I did like the 3D bit. That yeah, really the good. 3D bit. No, no, no. no. Not the 3D, but the 3D in the TV that watched the 3D. Yeah, band comes he's brilliant in it. He's he proper balmy. Well, he was brilliant in District 9, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was brilliant. You know, uh, Face, old uh, Dominic, whatever his name is, mm. he's good in it. He's really good. He's, he's not he's like the good. face we know, yeah. but he is really good in it. Liam Neeson's good in it. He don't do loads in no, it. No, but I like the fact that Liam Neeson doesn't think himself. No. Two oh, shoes. I'm a big Liam Neeson, but then it, it's just a bit, it's just the eye, isn't it? There was rumour that Liam Neeson makes a cameo in Game of Thrones. Ooh, in the next. Ooh. No, no, he's already been in. There was a, if you type in another thing for you to type in later on, not, not any point. Uh, he's uh, he's typing Leonisa and and Game of Thrones, and there's a look on the images. It's not him. It looks like but there's someone who looks a lot like him. Oh. You, you would swear with him. Um, so there we go. That's the end of our uh, little waffle on the boat. Um, uh, the A team. Uh, yeah, as we said, it's a good old TV program. Yeah, it's something well, we had to do. One one won't be buying on DVD. No, you wouldn't buy the five series and think, right, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to have an A-team of fun over the weekend, would you? Because you'd buy about halfway through the first episode, you'd think, I'm going to speed up to the five yeah, bits. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's just talk about a little bit of our housekeeping, which we normally do at the beginning, but we're going to do it at the end. Uh, we have got a Facebook group, and uh, please do join it if you want to. Anyone else? Who... So far, we're doing up. No, we've dropped down to 169 now. Then people even... <laughs> well, these people... Well, no, I can understand it, because we had to change the group because Facebook was going to delete groups. And so we had to go and do the settings and advertise the group and get back. Unfortunately, what happened is, is um, if you don't change your settings on the group, now if you go to our group page, there is a little settings button, go in there and you can change what email notifications you want because if you just join it, unfortunately what you'll get is you'll get loads of emails from people who post on the wall. We don't post an awful lot. And if you get a little bit annoyed with that, please don't leave the group. Just change your settings and say you only want emails to whatever you post or occasionally emails and that'll sort that out. Uh, we're also on Twitter. You can follow us there on Waffle on Podcast, or you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. Uh, any comments about our next show, which I'm going to let Cal introduce in a minute, please do send to wafflonpodcast at gmail.com or, of course, on the Facebook group. And you can comment not necessarily about future episodes, but anything we've done in the past. Uh, all about us, if you want. We're always happy to read out anything. Uh, we don't care, do we? Oh, we're reading old, old tattoos. Uh, so, Cal, what are we going to do next? We are doing two comedy heroes of ours. Aidan Edmondson 
and old Richard Mayo. Yes, Rick Mayo and Nate Edmondson. And we're going to incorporate into that episode the young ones, a little bit about Filthy Richard Catfat, Bottom, which we both love, and we're going to do Basically a selective choice. each other with fine bands on the table. We're going to do a selective uh, rendition of the comic strip. Uh, we're just going to choose some of our favourite episodes of the comic strip and talk about how important... Agent Edmondson and Rick Mayer are. So, if you're a big fan of the Young Ones or the comic strip or anything that Rick Mayer and Agent Edmondson have done, probably not that Yorkshire TV program that Rick Mayer did, please do send them into waffleonpodcast.gmail.com. I think that's going to be a good episode. Uh, it is, because it's so well, much it could, of our, it could our be, life. It could be extremely chaotic. Waffle yeah, Waffle. well, just like <laughs> just, Rick Mayer's mind. Just like Rick Mayer's mind, yeah. Uh, so, that's what's coming up next. Now, we've got some promos to play. There's only about three or four of them. They're only short, so please do listen to them. And afterwards... We're going to be playing the uh, spaced uh, remix version of the 18 theme tune, and I might throw in a little surprise at the end. And if there isn't there, well, that was your surprise. Uh, thanks for joining us. Take care. See you later. Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela, then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Hello, my name is Patrick, and I present the last of the Summer Wine Podcast, a podcast which celebrates the longest-running comedy series in the world. In this show, I intend to look at every episode from start to finish, as well as looking at the various people who worked on Summer Wine for many years. If you have been a fan of the show for a long time, or only recently just got into the series, then this is the podcast for you. You can find us at http colon slash slash summerwinepodcast.podbean.com Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast, or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. At anomalypodcast.com. We are talking about Labyrinth, Jim Henson's Labyrinth from 1986, celebrating its 25th anniversary. I love this movie, so... <laughs> there are things about it that I hate, but I only love to hate them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like she's suddenly inside a fairy tale and is mm-hmm. totally okay with it. This girl who allowed herself to be the victim at the very beginning of the movie basically becomes the hero at the very end. Sometimes you make the absolutely correct decision in life. 
but you still end up in a crappy situation. Something, you, you give it power by believing in it over and over again, and you almost want it to happen, but then when it does, it's actually horrifying. There are whole new levels to this movie, baby. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. <laughs>